Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. We look even look at last year where you've gotten Ethan Salas, you know, who is is this the I don't want to say the average baseball fan knows him, but certainly the slightly above average baseball fan knows this kid. And you should know him because he's gonna probably be in the major leagues. He was the catcher of San Diego Padres. Uh what was the signing bonus last year? He was you know, I, I want to say it's in the four million dollar range. Oh, yeah, it might so, have been even higher. Yeah, so I mean, this kid is everyone's. This is Pud Rodriguez. I mean, this is like you know coming to the major leagues. I'm not going to put pressure on the kid, but right, no pressure. This is the type of thing that we're dealing with, and now we're looking for those sort of guys. So I'm gonna I'm gonna spin it toward your list this year. Number one, how does anything jump out about how different this group is? And my second question is, when you look at the top guys on your list. Is there a clear-cut guy? Are there a couple clear-cut guys? Or do you feel like, well, you know, these top, let's say, five guys could be interchangeable? Um, because I would imagine there's been some classes where, hey, you know what, this is this is clearly the guy or guys. So yeah. anyway, does what jumps out to you about this year? So that's extremely fair. That's a great question. Uh, as you, you mentioned, Ethan Salas, he was a guy last year who was head and shoulders above everybody. Uh, the last time there was a consensus or close to a consensus was when Jason Dominguez, who who signed with the Yankees a few years, there was a similar sentiment. Uh, they were just so advanced. You know, it's hard to believe how advanced they were for their young age. And I think if you, you're going to fans are really going to be able to follow and enjoy Ethan that way. Ethan Salas. Uh, in terms of this year, what stands out, and, and it happens almost every year, there's tons of shortstops. There's tons of athleticism, yeah. you know, and what happens is you know, many of them will stay. Some will stay at shortstop, but they're sick. Keep in mind, they're 16 years old and their bodies are going to develop and their man bodies are going to come in and 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 some will fulfill their potential. Some will fulfill their projection. And, you know, there might be some that come up short. And that's just the reality of baseball. You know, I think everybody dreams for, you know, shoots for the moon, but not everybody gets there. You know, so one thing that is consistent in international scouting in terms of signing is you're going to see a lot of shortstops. You're going to see a lot of center fielders. And that's consistent with what's going on this year. Um, in terms of the top five, you can argue they're interchangeable. Mm -hmm. There's you you can go take a survey of several different scouting directors and they might say, hey, your three is number one or or maybe one's five. And so we do our best at Pipeline to consult as many different people as we can, as many different international directors as we can, um, you know, scouts on the ground, uh, other industry sources that know we do our homework. One thing that I pride myself on is I have a lot of respects for, for the scouts and the job that they do, but I'm a reporter. I'm not a scout. Even though I've been exposed to it, this will be my 24th season at MLB. You know, yes, we've seen probably a little bit, a few more pitches and, the average fan in that way, but we rely on our reporting skills and our data gathering uh, techniques and processes and all that, that helps us be, you know, successful reporters to put this list together. 
with that is an it's an imperfect science and as i'm talking to people it is an imperfect science because the guys will the list came out in september early you know early late last you know september of last year um maybe there have been some changes since then and in terms of development in terms of progress in terms of you know different guys living up to the potential but we 100 do our best and we take it very seriously we understand how hard these kids are working to get signed we understand how hard scouts on the ground, international directors are working. We also understand, you know, the commitment from ownership and different levels to invest millions of dollars in 16-year-old players. You know, so it's it's a it's an inexact science, and I'm and I am really open about that. You mentioned, um, you know, the, the position. I find that really interesting. Like you're right. You go down your list: shortstop, shortstop, outfielder, outfielder. The first catcher you have is Giovanni Rodriguez. Um, so what can you tell me about him? Because, you know, there's a lot of buzz about him, maybe him in the Mets or whatever. But it's it's catching anyway, young catchers, is the hardest thing to project. You have Sure, you have a guy like Ethan Salas. Maybe that's a little bit different. But what what are you hearing about Giovanni Rodriguez? Well, you're and you're exactly right in terms of catching is one of the most coveted positions at any level, you know, whether you're trying to draft a high school kid or a college kid, or you're even looking for a backup big league catcher. I mean, we all know how valuable those players are. Uh, Rodriguez has a chance, as as we mentioned earlier, to be one of the best players in this class. And, th- and that, I think that speaks to the how some of these rankings and some of these players can be interchangeable because they're very close to each other in terms of projectability, in terms of tools now. Uh, but specifically for him, you know, he's an advanced catching prospect. You know, there's some pop. He has the skills and you know, he has the potential to really be a star on both sides of the plate. You know, one thing that really stands out is on defense, you know, his framing, his footwork, which you don't always see for from a, a teenager. You know, there's also he has great hands plus arm strength. You know, he has all those tools that people are looking for in big league catchers. And imagine seeing you know, the beginning of that as a 16-year-old. And you kind of can dream a little bit on these guys and you see what the body looks like and you see what the arm looks like now. I mean, if they have average tools now, it's easy to think about what are they going to, what's going to happen when they get into my academy? I'm speaking, say I'm speaking as a club. When he gets into my academy, he receives daily instruction. He, He gets all the advanced technology in terms of measuring and strength and all that nutrition, um, all the things. And he learns about being a professional. What kind of player is that going to be now? Cause at 15 or 16, you know, he would, he would be the star of his college team, mm. you know? So, uh, you know, it's really cool to, to watch these guys develop, especially the catcher. And that, and that's a great point on, on yeah. the catcher. Everybody wants one. And if you can get one at 16 years old, get them in your system, um, you'll keep them. 